Welcome to the Life on Word podcast. I'm the host, Bailey Brown. Through this podcast, I hope you fall more in love with God's Word as it is properly understood. If you want to dig deeper into Scripture and see the big picture of God's story, you are in the right place. In these episodes, I want you to see how deep and wide Scripture is and what a joy it is to study God's Word. Life on Word exists to encourage you to build all of your life on the Word of God because it is the only worthy foundation. For more resources relating to studying the Bible, theology, and discipleship, check out baileylbrown.com. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Life on Word. Today we're going to look at Matthew chapter 2. Last time in chapter 1, we looked at the genealogy of Jesus and the beginning of his birth narrative. We found that through his lineage, Matthew is showing that Jesus is the son of David and the son of Abraham, and that this was a political statement. And through his birth, Matthew shows that Jesus is also the son of God. Today we're turning to Matthew chapter 2, where Jesus' birth narrative continues. So let's get started. As always, I'll read the passage and then we'll break it down. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And assembling all of the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you. For Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentation. Rachel weeping for her children, she refused to be comforted, because they are no more. 
But when Herod died, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Rise, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled, that he would be called a Nazarene. Okay, at the beginning of this chapter, we find the wise men from the east are following a star and are coming to visit Jesus. Along the way, they come across Herod and ask him where they could find the king of the Jews that had just been born. Herod was, of course, troubled since he had the title of king of the Jews. When Herod asked his religious leaders where the Christ was to be born, they responded citing Micah 5.2. This makes up another of Matthew's fulfillment quotations. Now, at this time, Jesus is probably about two years old living in Bethlehem. The Magi, or wise men, were most likely astronomers from Babylon. They were Gentiles, but probably had been influenced by the Jews in their area. So they knew that the star meant the king of the Jews had been born. They most likely didn't understand this from a theological perspective. They wouldn't have understood that Jesus was God in the flesh. But they merely knew that someone important to the Jewish people had been born. The gifts that the Magi brought to Jesus were normally the types of gifts that were appropriate to bring a king or a supposed God. Now, notice the hint we get from Matthew that Jesus is the king of the Jews, but his rule is not limited to the Jewish people. The astronomers, or the Magi, they were Gentiles, which points us to Jesus' mission being for all people. Regarding the star that the wise men followed, scholars have debated the nature of it for many years, and it seems that there are mainly two options. The first is that the star was the event where the planets Jupiter and Saturn came into conjunction with each other in about 7 BC. At this time, Jupiter was considered a royal planet, and Saturn was thought to represent the Jews. The conjunction of these two meant that something was happening in the royal family of the Jews. And then the second option is that the star was a supernatural event from God sent to the Magi to alert them of Jesus' birth. This would explain how the star seems to have moved throughout their journey to show specifically where Jesus was staying. And it's very important to this part of the account to understand the political background. The region of land making up biblical Israel and Judah had fallen to the Roman Empire. The Romans had put local figures in the area to rule the people. The local leader was what Herod was, and his title, as I said, was the king of the Jews. Now, Herod knew that he was not the rightful, royal, blood king of the Jews, so he was immediately threatened by the potential of a true king with a royal lineage being born. And then the phrase, all of Jerusalem, is most likely pointing to all of the religious leaders that had aligned themselves with Herod's values. While they should have been excited about the coming of the king, they showed their corruption by also seeing Jesus as a threat. Once again, Matthew is making a bold political claim about who Jesus is, and his original audience would have recognized this. So then we find in the next section, 
that an angel appears to Joseph in a dream and instructs him to take Mary and baby Jesus to Egypt and remain there until further notice. The Egyptian border was about 80 miles from Bethlehem. They would be safe there because it was outside of Herod's jurisdiction. Matthew quotes Hosea 11.1, which states, Out of Egypt I called my son. Now, at first, this may seem strange because Hosea is referring to how the people of Israel were brought out of Egypt in the Exodus. But Matthew now applies this to Jesus to show that the prophet ultimately points forward to Jesus, who completes the story of Israel. Jesus succeeds where Israel did not. He is the true, better Israel. Matthew is not negating the original context that Hosea is writing in, but rather sees striking parallels in the way that God is working through history. First, out of Egypt, God brought his chosen people to inaugurate his covenant with them. Then, at the time of Matthew writing, God is bringing the Messiah out of Egypt to inaugurate his new covenant that extends to all his people. I think this is so cool. Uh, So then Herod was searching for them and was so concerned about Jesus being born that he declared that all boys in Bethlehem under the age of two must be killed. Matthew is showing that Jesus is such a threat to the most powerful man around that he wants to wipe out a whole village of little boys. Historians believe that based on the size of the village that Bethlehem was, there were anywhere from 10 to 30 boys that were killed. So we see that Herod is both paranoid and ruthless and will stop at nothing to have a sense of security for himself. And here we find another quote that Matthew includes from the Old Testament. This time he quotes Jeremiah thirty-one fifteen, where centuries earlier, King Nebuchadnezzar had taken all the boys into captivity at Babylon. So this is another example of Jesus's life having parallels with God's people of the Old Testament. Then in the next section, Matthew records that an angel again appears to Joseph to tell him that it is safe to go to the land of Israel because Herod had died. As Joseph sets on his way with his family, he finds that Herod's son took over. The son was just as cruel as Herod had been, so Joseph is told in yet another dream to not return to Bethlehem. The family ends up settling in Nazareth of Galilee. This was a small village of about 500 people and was midway between the Mediterranean Sea and the Sea of Galilee. Matthew concludes this chapter with a final appeal to the Old Testament. He states that Jesus living in Nazareth is a fulfillment of the prophets, but he doesn't quote a specific passage in the Old Testament. Matthew is pointing out a wordplay on the village name Nazareth. The founding villagers of Nazareth most likely named the village after a term found in the Old Testament that had messianic associations. The Hebrew word is neser, which means branch. There are multiple Old Testament prophecies that speak of a branch or a shoot, such as Psalm 132.17, Isaiah 4.2, Jeremiah 23.5, and more. The most prominent of these is Jeremiah 23, 5, which states, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, where I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king and deal wisely and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. So that pretty much concludes the chapter. So we'll now wrap up and go over a few takeaways from today's reading. 
First, we saw evidence of God's sovereignty as he cared for Joseph, Mary, and baby Jesus. He kept them safe in spite of Herod's wishes to do Jesus harm. It's important to see that since Jesus was born, he basically had a price tag on his head. He was born into a time of trouble, tension, violence, and fear within his community. You may read the beginning of Jesus' story and have cozy feelings of Christmas and peace, but that wasn't the reality. Jesus was a refugee by the age of two. His homeland had been taken over by Rome, and the leader would pay any price to do away with Jesus. One point of application for us is that Jesus meets us where the pain and tension are. He didn't come in a time of peace when everything in the world was good. Similarly, he doesn't magically take away all of our pain and tension when we come to know him. Instead, he promises to himself be our peace, which is better, better than anything else anyway. In the words of N.T. Wright, if he is to be Emmanuel, God with us, he must be with us where the pain is, and that is what this chapter is all about. Today we looked at Matthew chapter 2, where Jesus gets a visit from the wise men, flees to Egypt, and then settles in Nazareth. We found that from the very beginning of Matthew's telling of Jesus' story, he is pointing out the true identity of Jesus. He is the one we have been waiting for, the Savior for all. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean so much if you'd subscribe and leave a review. Also, be sure to check out baileylbrown.com for more Life on Word resources.